Good afternoon, Montreal. You're listening to CKUT 90.3 FM. It's 2.02 and it's time for Movement Museum. We're all hyper today, so it's going to be a good show, no matter what we talk about. Um, but no, we have a, a really interesting show for you today. At the end of the show, we're going to do a couple really short review previews because there's a couple great shows that are still playing and you still have a chance to see so we'll let you know about those a little later we have two uh interviews for uh, today and they both happen to be with israeli guests which is really interesting and actually just happened by chance but uh let's say we're super organized and it's uh it's our I- israeli edition of movement music yes <laughs> i like that oh that was loud that was loud like i said we're all excited today so very uh, JD, who's our first guest? I'm really excited to introduce our guest today because um, we're receiving Mr. Arkady Zaides. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, who is established in Tel Aviv, and he is a former dancer for Becheva Dance Company, and he is presenting uh, his his piece "Quiet," uh, which was created in 2009, and it's the first time he's presenting here in Montreal, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so uh, he's going to be presenting it at the May uh, Montreal Art Interculturel, uh, October 12th and 13th at 8 p.m. Uh, hi, Arkady. How are you doing today? Hello. Uh, thank you for having me here. Our pleasure. So uh, why don't you tell us a bit more about your background, like, you know, the training you received and your first steps as a dancer? Well, actually, I started as a folk dancer, mm-hmm. uh, Israeli folk which is quite uh, phenomenal, like it has no, uh, like it's quite new, it's as as old as the country, I guess, so about 60 years old. Um, and uh, gradually from from doing that, I moved more into contemporary dance uh, in, in the school I, I was studying. And right after school, I just entered, started to, to work with companies, like, uh, and... Um, yeah, like we mentioned, I was in the Bacheva Dance Company with another, a few other uh, Israeli and foreign choreographers. And then uh, around 2004, I started to do my own work, um, which I'm doing till now. And um, when we were talking before the show, you mentioned that the Israeli dance scene is actually very vivi- uh, living. It's very powerful right now. There's a lot of things happening considering the size of the country. Um, could you tell us a bit more about what's happening right now in, in Israel and Tel Aviv, like what the scene is like right now? Well, it's it's hard to, to define it um, in, in short. Uh, I think... Uh, uh, because we we don't have so much training, uh, like uh, let's say uh, academic training for 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 dance. So, uh, I s- the the dancing is a lot of the choreographers are kind of it's it's after they they've been dancing they they move into choreography. So, uh, for for me the the body is very present also f- because of this re- reason. And uh, sometimes more intellectual approach is lacking for, for, for me. I read also in the, in the Rover Arts interview you gave that uh, there's a lot more interest in, or n- maybe not more interest, but nor- more numbers of actors in theater than dance. Am I understanding that correctly? Uh, no, it, it, uh, this was when I was approaching 
and willing to work with uh, Arab performers. Oh, okay. In, uh, within the Arab community, there is not much dance going on. It's only starting now. Mm-hmm. So I, I, uh, after figuring out that, I, I approached uh, actors who, who could move. Mm. Uh, so in the show, actually, it's like... Yeah, it it was also a, a interesting point for me to start to start to work less with dancers but more with with people who has kind of for me wider range of possibilities including speech including yeah. That makes it a really powerful combination being yeah. able to act and use speech and and narrative and in subtext with movement as well. Yeah. And I feel like you had like um a lot at your hands too that you could make more possible. Yeah, I know. and of course, the, specifically about quiet, it's, there, it's also the political context, which mm. is, which is a kind of a heavy weight to, to to work with. Mm. Mm. Yeah. This was a conscious choice to go uh, in the Arab community of Israel and cast people who were more of a Muslim background, uh, and, and you sort of mentioned that it was difficult to get dancers at first because of the limited dance. In, in the Muslim community and w- was there any reticences also uh, from Muslim performers to, to collaborate with you? Well yes yeah, so on, on the political level yes for sure this was the, the, the other reason why it was hard to find collaborators which, which of course I'm coming from a very understanding point of view and, and I'm, I'm really kind of uh, I'm living, if if you, if I can say so, I'm kind of confronting the conflict on my on my daily life. Mm. So so I'm, it's it's for me also very much understandable when 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 a person chooses not to collaborate because it touches mm. uh, uh, sensitive points within his own yeah life. Mm. And uh, finally, for for the first time, you created quiet. You had. Um, you had Jewish Israeli performers, you had a Muslim performer and a Christian performer, all of uh, from Israel, um, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah, yeah. And how was, you know, how were the first rehearsals with those people? Like, was there ever any conflict arising? Did everyone just get along really well? Well, I, I would say it was rare that the conflict was not arising. So it was arising all the time. Mm. Uh, because I, I also... Um, I, I I tend to confront people with 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 um, and and of course when we come to movement it's even more confronting because you touch uh, other person mm. uh, uh, and and yes for sure the studio became a space of also letting some energy out but all that like because people were you know people carry have heavy weight. In, in this situation and 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 it's 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 not easy to come together when where each one has his own heavy weight mm. and this is what we were discovering through the rehearsals so there was a lot for me also to to create a space which can contain this kind of energy and 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 if people have something to talk about or or it it was always welcomed in, in the in the studio. Mm. So do you thrive on that? Like you're talking about confrontation. Do you thrive on that in a way that you can harness that as the you know choreographer with this this 
this kind of tension and also just like the differences and, and like really allowing that space to bubble. Do you thrive on that? And, and do you, you know, harness it into your creative process? Well, it's, it's definitely part of it. I think I would, I would say that it, it's existing within each one. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not bringing to a confrontation mm -hmm. uh, in, in mm -hmm. the studio. It's not what I'm interested in. But I do. In, I'm, I am interested in asking personal questions. Uh, so um, for sure, it's it's becoming part of the process. And uh, and and some of the and and the, I, I can say that the the sh the show itself also kind of, you can sense it you can sense very tense energy mm -hmm. like we worked for example with this image of of a magnet of two magnets which which are, you know when the magnet is the upside the upside you know the other direction mm -hmm. it doesn't oh yes it doesn't cannot, attract yeah so we worked a lot with this kind of mm. um quality of wanting to approach each other but actually missing or or not mm. being able to mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. yeah, and the result is kind of like y you look like you're not in control of your body a bit, and there's this hesitation to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm constantly interested in, in just because we're talking about dance, <laughs> and you can see the video uh, preview video online. But how how c would you describe for for the listeners what it what it physically looks like your work, just the content. Um. <laughs> that's a good it's tough a, question how it's a good a, challenge uh, how a content looks like mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, well I think that the show is quite um, it has a lot of color in it it has a lot of uh, light in it coming from a place which has a lot of light and and, and it's all, you know there's a we have graffiti artists who worked with us on the on the scenery Uh, and it's it it has it it's very warm colors uh, although the, the part of the painting is also like animal animal like um creatures uh, coming out of this scenery yeah? so another image that we worked a lot on with was uh, was an animalistic quality or or when and how how a body becomes well through a, maybe when in in a in a situation of threat or some, we we go into a pattern which is very much immediate and animalistic and we're working with this mm. idea as well so you i think you can see it also from from the movement quality very gently not not that we become animals but there is something animalistic about mm. the body it's very physical it's very grounded uh, uh, yeah No, good answer. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I tried. <laughs> no, that was a great answer. Um, I want to touch a little bit on, on working with the actors that could move. Yeah. Because uh, that's, you know, obviously you had a lot. I mean, all of your performers who were part of it had a lot that they could use. So uh, my question is, like, how did you, how did you approach, well, first of all, how did you approach to, like, draw out from them the, the movement aspect? Uh, to get them to that place where you would want to, in terms of working, like with a dancer. Except you don't have a dancer; you have an actor who can move. Yeah, I think I think I, I found something similar actually in the 
I approach movement on a very not movement, like I have no vision of how it should look. Mm. So, uh, so I, I I I set a limitation. I I, I create tasks. Yeah. So I set a limitation on the body, mm. or a, a limitation on the sensation, or on the emotion, or and and we kind of go to a long journey of improvisation. And and I think when a person is open. Physic, like physically also available to go through a journey some, something just happens with time yeah when, when you when you make it last for for long mm. things start to emerge and and, and and I find it kind of the same with dancers and non-dancers of, of course I, I do choose people that are connected to their physicality and it's it's somewhere in their background maybe not specifically dancing background but physical background mm -hmm. and in this way it for me it open opens like it invites certain body language to emerge now the resulting work as you've described the the kind of movement signature is is kind of um is consistent on everybody on all the performers at least again I'm just basing yeah. off of mm -hmm. the uh, preview video but uh is that a result of starting at the same seed for the exploration or taking the results and uh tweaking I think it's uh, um it's also uh, relates to the structure of the piece itself uh where we we meet each one actually each each individual within the uh, show while the others kind of support his his way of expressing his inner wish or dream or okay so you uh, learn from each other's explorations and yeah and also something about giving the space for each other in the structure of the work and and give it um although the you know the the move each one is very different in his physicality but but they they all appear in kind of equal 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 equally <laughs> equal parts <laughs> how does uh, how did this uh, i wouldn't say imbalance but difference in the physicality affect uh, your approach to partnering like in, in the way the bodies actually interact physically with with each other, did you feel that this was ever a challenge because of people's different backgrounds? Well, sometimes I would even even increase it. I would I would I would use this difference. Yeah, for example, we made one duet is when one performer is talking into the back of the head of the other. So for like five six minutes, he would not leave his head when the other the one that is being held kind of responding with movement to to this holding um, you know the 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 guy that which is holding who is holding is is more heavy is more kind of closing on on the other guy so so i i use i use the their dif different physicalities to form formulate like to formate you say to to form form mm -hmm. yeah. to form the the structure of this part yeah so it it's i think also yeah it it's it it can be an another way to to look at how to structure tasks or or the choices that i make through the process yeah. mm. and to get away from the physicality the pure physicality of it for a bit and going back to the political context um 
I mean, how was the piece received by audiences? Did you feel that it ruffled some feathers or did you feel that, you know, the, uh, the audience in your hometown of Tel Aviv, like, did people react well? Was there any? Well, there is, we, we were, um, we are, um, how do you say, um, we, we were performing in front of very different audiences for the last three years, a lot, a, like, also around the world, also mm -hmm. in in Tel Aviv, which is the ho home base, kind of maybe. Always uh, hard to to uh, yeah, uh, and um, and also in the Arab community, uh, in uh, in some of the villages we were working with. Um, And I, I think, of course, you can differentiate the, the response abroad and in Israel, which uh, abroad people have a more distant uh, view on the situation. Mm. And in Israel, people are really... I think they feel a certain energy which, which they feel in their everyday life, mm. kind of being exposed more more brightly yeah this is their life it's the reality yeah yeah it's too when you go out of the street and you feel like it's very different mm -hmm. the tension that you feel on the street from here and there it's it's uh, it's you know there is danger in the air even even when there is no danger there is danger uh, because this it's just never quiet Yeah, yeah the, that's what I was going to say. It's a nice contrast with, with the quiet of the title. Do you, do you ever feel that it's just wishful thinking that quiet? Or do you feel that, you know, this is part of the process of, of communities collaborating together and bringing them closer together? Well, I think you pointed out very a good observation of the, of the... Because it is a wishful thinking which, as it looks like, doesn't... doesn't Come, you know, come, comes true, unfortunately, um, and and definitely when when meeting when meeting diff different reality, you have to create a certain space of of letting go and to listening. So I think I think it's definitely needed. Although in our reality, it's very hard to find spots of it. Yeah. Hmm. So. Um Where have you been able to visit with this work um, around the world? Well, I can make a list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, list off some well, exciting places you've been able to. Well, bring this to. we've been we've been to Brazil, Chile, mm. the States, Canada, uh, Italy, Switzerland, Germany, Poland, uh, Japan. Um, Yeah, it goes on. You've covered almost all the continents. That's almost, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how was it received in you know in South America? Well, in South America, I think they they were very also drawn to the energy of the show. Mm. Um, it's interesting to show it in places where people are very distant from this conflict, which we now experience also in Japan. Mm. And I think that the show becomes kind of. Uh, a window to, to, to a different reality mm. uh, um, or, or, to a, or to an energy of a different reality because the, the show is not documentary it's, very, it's kind of abstract but it, it has a certain energy mm -hmm. goes through it mm -hmm. 
And you were just recently in Japan as well. Yeah. 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 Japan would be also very interesting to see how they receive and respond to. Well, it, well it's interesting because the the audi- the Japanese audience is very it is it, is very non not expressive, mm. especially like in, in during the show and in the applause. Mm. It's always kind of strange because you you expect uh, a certain level of involvement in the applause also. Yeah, yeah. But actually talking to them after you understand that they they've been through a, a strong journey but I think expressing they're much more they're more reserved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More reserved. Yeah. 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 Also, I mean, I, I, you've been touring with this for a while. It's it's dated back from uh, 2009. Uh, do, do you have something else to say? Do, do you feel that you've got another piece coming on soon? Have you started working on it? Well, we, uh, the new new one is already existing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And have you been touring with that one too? We started this year. Yeah, actually we'll come to Vancouver in April. Okay. The 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 new piece called Land Research. Okay. And it it goes more to the connection of... A body and land, of course, also the political context of of Israel, but also goes more broad about this connection, how the reality is influencing the, the physicality and the body. There, there seems to be a, a bit of a question of identity, also that mm-hmm. that's very present in your work, uh, and you know, judge, judging by something we talked about before the show, uh, what is Israel, you know what is, who is Israeli, mm. and um, how how do you feel that this this questioning of identity influences your work? Well, the funny thing that I was not born in Israel. Uh, Where I, were you born? I was born in Belarusia. Oh, okay. In White Russia, yeah. So I I'm I'm an observer also of the reality I'm living in. Mm. So I think it in, inf- infiltrates the the content that I'm interested in and mm. and of course the people I choose to work with also um, so can you point to certain artistic uh, inspirations for you like other artists who have informed your work or inspired you to create work well it's a it's a tricky question <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, I, I would say each person, like in terms of movement and dance, I, I, I can tell that every person I worked with would be an inspiration, and uh, and I've been working yes with with Narin from Bacheva. I've been working with Yasmin Goder, who is also quite an established choreographer in in Israel. I worked a little bit with Max Stewart, who was really influential. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing lately a lot of workshops, also initiating workshops in Israel to bring other uh, thinking, like performance, about performance into Israel and doing some curational work. So, so it's kind of a, ho- a whole blend of of options, which is, and also doing the s- studies now, which been is is very influential to to me. What kind of work are you are you looking to bring into Israel? Well, the work that talks more about uh, reveals more experience than of uh, detachment, because I sometimes feel that, um, or lately I feel that a lot of work that I see 
around is is going towards entertainment mm. and I feel that we're really not in a time to be in, like to to put the emphasis on this aspect mm. in society but the opposite so um i I would say that I would bring work which is challenging this mm. so challenge challenges the spectator uh as a person what what the the spectator is experiencing and how how what's on stage can move actually the spectator and maybe less the person on stage mm. M- like physically yeah. mm-hmm. that could be a very interesting discussion what's entertainment what does it give to us what is it you know taking away from us yeah um, is entertainment and you know more intellectualization of dance possible too can you combine the two Can you make it you know accessible and open to people so that they can experience truth in a theater and be exposed to things as well as you know making it accessible to people mm-hmm. um, anyways, I think we have to tell people where to see um, Akadzi's work hey so um, should I take that yep okay so everybody make sure that on October 12th and 13 it's playing at the Mai um, it is at 8 p.m. Uh, yes, that is at 8 p.m. And the piece is quiet. Yeah. Uh, we've been speaking to... Arkady Zaydes. <laughs> Arkady Zaydes, yes. Uh, so and you also have a workshop coming on on Sunday. Yeah. I'm oh. just uh, throwing it out there for people who might be interested in case it's not full yet. Um, it's at Gunmia de Mai. It's Sunday from 12 to 2. People can uh, register for it by calling up de Mai. Just look up on the website. The information, the contact information is there. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll just take a quick break, and we'll see you on the other side. You're listening to Movement Museum here on CKUT 90.3 FM. I'm Alison Burns here with Jen Doan and J.D. Papillon. Uh, you can find us at movementmuseum.com, listen to old episodes, read our blog. You can go to iTunes and download our podcast, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. You can find us everywhere. You can also find us here every week 
Thursdays from 2 to 3 talking about dance. So uh, this is the second half hour of our show today. It's our Israeli edition. So we had our first interview and uh, uh, with our Katie Zaids. And uh, the second guests are on their way. What you just listened to after the ads, that kind of melange of interesting sounds, that was uh, from the Tempest Replica by Kid Pivot. It was uh, from their promo video online, and it kind of gives you a bit of the texture of the work. And the reason we wanted to talk about Kid Pivot just for a quick second here is because the show is amazing, and it's still running. So you still have an opportunity to see it, and we wanted to make sure that you know how amazing it is. How It's not sold out? I thought it was sold out. The Saturday matinee is not sold out. Oh, All Saturday matinee, guys. All the evening shows are sold out. So it's playing at Agora de la Dan. It's opened last night. It's presenting tonight and Friday night at 8 p.m. And then on the 13th at 4. So if you haven't already seen Crystal Pite's work, if you have but you haven't seen this piece, or if you can hear the sound of my voice, just go and get yourself a ticket to the matinee show on Saturday at 4 because that's your last chance to see her for a while. She's taking a sabbatical yeah so uh we we've been blessed with constant shows from crystal uh, the last two years we she's really presented have, yeah. Agora, yeah. dark matters um the you show she's an incredible choreographer and this piece is just the latest in her amazing repertoire of work it's very theatrical and it's very cinematic, actually. Yes, it's yes. theatrical, but I would say it leans more towards cinematic, and it's just incredible because every like I feel like Crystal Pye has just so much vision, and there are things about her work where after you see a few pieces, you are like, oh, okay, I've seen her use that, or oh, that that's Crystal Pye. Mm-hmm. But the way She's that consistent. every time she comes back with a show, I feel like she really changes up our expectations of what we think it might be, and I feel like all the shows that I've re- I've seen from Crystal Pye have been very they've been evolving and you just Mm. like it definitely captures the essence of her who she is and her brilliance but she will just really play with expectations absolutely yeah she she takes advantage of the fact that she knows what you're going into the theater ready to see totally and she blows your mind because she doesn't bring that at all she brings so 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 much more uh and also what makes her so spectacular is that she's a really skilled dance maker also knows how to create a scene build a huge atmosphere and how to entertain yes it's really a a, a ride it's a beautiful beautiful show entertain it also it will make you think it really takes you through something um and she incorporates you know um shadow theater in this work and you know like the one thing that always that impresses me as well is that it's about like the movement the choreography the scenography the lighting the sound everything is so well integrated everything is so thought out like so many details that it's like you were saying outside of the studio allison there's this simplicity but it's so complex at the same time so many different things it's a very clean show but there are so many elements involved but they're all working together so so well seamlessly yeah absolutely and and should be mentioned as well that it's called the tempest replica and it's actually based uh on the tempest by shakespeare uh although you don't need any previous understanding of the play to enjoy it and she really 
you know, for the first half hour, I'd say she kind of there's a lot of exposition. That she kind of explains to you the plot. Uh, you know, she uses a few a few words here and there to to let you know who the characters are and what's going on. Uh, and then she really takes you on this ride where she puts her own signature on it. She goes on tangents and 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 explores different time periods and and different explorations through the character relationships. And and her dancers, the company is oh. called Kid Pivot. They're superhuman. They they slide around. They have no regard for gravity or where is up, and they move together seamlessly, incredibly comfortably, and it's just it's so elegant and mm. at times aggressive and mm. delicate, and it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah, and her male dancers, oh my gosh, seriously amazing, just like right into the core. These male dancers, they're amazing. They're beautiful. They're just like ah, uh, drooling. It just physicality wise, you know, there's nothing. That is as amazing as a man that can move. That's the truth. <laughs> Anyways, I think we should talk about Kiv Pivot a little more next week after JD's also seen it. Yes, I can. Twi- and then we can share our thoughts and have a little more of a review. Um, but let's go over to the last thing before we jump and oh. speak to the next guest. So that was... That was- the company Kid Pivot with Crystal Pites choreography, the Tempest replica playing at Agora. Get your ticket for Saturday. It's the only show that's not sold out. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to do a quick shout out to uh, Benoit Lachambe Snakeskins, which is uh, right now at Usinse. I saw it last night. It's a very, very powerful show I, f- I found. Um, the use of scenography, of music, his just the body and the physicality that he brings to it is very powerful uh i re- i'm gonna do a full review of it next week because we have guests right now but it's still on uh look at the usance website for uh the time it's at 8 p.m i think it's still tonight and tomorrow night look it up it's worth it and it's a it's a self solo ben with it's yes? a faux solo he calls it uh, because like there's the musician on stage there's also another dancer on stage who for much of it is doing more task-based stuff, but ends up dancing towards the end. Um, but it's it's just a wonderful creation. Like the whole of it is just very powerful and poetic and beautiful and moving. And <laughs> it's it's I, I liked it quite quite a bit. Wonderful. So go check out Benoit Lachambe as well, uh, and more details on that next week as well. All right. So I'm going to introduce our um, guest for the second half of the show. I'm very excited because I know these guys. And um, this is the fun part about hosting a radio show. You get to hang out with some of your cool dance friends and also meet new ones and just talk about dance and all that stuff. Anyway, so um, we're going to be talking to Zohar Melanek and Mary Armand. Uh, they have actually they're, they're, they've got residencies they've been performing this piece they've been working on this for a while they're, from what I know from what Zohar has told me there's like three different uh, you know pieces that will be coming together as a grand piece but and i'm gonna let them introduce themselves uh, i know zohar we met back at like studio 33 in some kind of workshop. workshop and it was just one of those things where you're like i have to connect with you mm-hmm. all right <laughs> so let's do that so zohar let us know where are you from how long have you been here in montreal okay um i'm from uh thanks i'm from uh, jerusalem israel like that's where i was born and raised, and I was uh, I moved to Montreal almost four years ago, actually. And um, like in terms of my discipline and my work in Montreal, it's it when I moved here, it was mostly um, video slash film installation and performance art. And my interest coming here was to 
kind of converge the two mediums and work together and do something new to me and new to the like I think in general something that I haven't seen much of um, I wanted to incorporate um, political and social ideas into physical theater, into performance art, into contemporary dance using uh, text, uh, using uh, video work that I was working on and using of course movement mm -hmm. and collaborating of course with people because before I, m I did mostly solo work mm. Yeah. Mm. and I know you're studying at Concordia right now and you're studying intermedia and cyber arts Yeah. Yeah, and you're just finishing up but I know you've been active and creating and collaborating and working a long time like you know for a while and then you mm -hmm. decided you're gonna go to Concordia and, and get some development and stuff like that right? yeah yeah cool so let's go to Mary Hi. Hi, Mary is a dancer, from what I know, but she might have many other, you know, <laughs> tricks in her sleeves that I don't know about. So, Mary, where are you from, and how long have you been in Montreal for, if you're uh, not from here? Originally, I'm from a small town in Ontario uh, called Caledonia. Um, that's where I studied dance, actually, on the reservation called Oshwigan. Um I studied ballet and tap and jazz and uh, kind of like Broadway-style mm. dance. Um My dance teacher was actually on Broadway, and she worked with Gus Giordano. She worked cool. with Bob Fosse. Uh, so we had a pretty interesting experience. Um, and then I, I went to school uh, in Guelph, Ontario, and I studied. Mm. I continued to study dance. Uh, I've actually been trained in, like, all art forms. So mm. music, drawing and painting, sculpture, installation, performance art. Uh, but I've worked mostly as a professional photographer in Toronto for five <laughs> years before I moved here. I started doing installation uh, as a visual artist, and then I started performing, doing performance art. Mm. And then I moved uh, here. I did a little bit of photography here, but um, then I started working for uh, choreographers for some reason. I'm not really sure why. Mm. Uh, Katia Montagnac, Lena Massiani, they did Adni and uh, Danza Tous les Etages. Mm. Very, um, very choreographed work, actually, and I'm not uh, so much interested in doing interprète. Uh, I'm far more interested in working on my own. Creating uh, your own visions? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and I met Zohar, actually, on a, on a project, and I had a very similar experience. Mm -hmm. We just sort of uh, worked really well together. And then we were given the opportunity to um, develop a new piece for another artist. And then she paid us to create a new piece. She paid for the piece. Then we went to Paris and we performed it. And um, that's where our first piece came from. That's how it started. And what's the name of the first piece? In Nations, Legacy of Severance or Legacy of Severance. Mm, okay. Yeah. And when did that start? Uh, 2010. We bring something, I don't know if it's different, I'm sure there are a lot of dancers in dance in Montreal who are also musicians and visual artists and whatever, but I think that has a lot to do with what we create. Mm. And also just that um, I've been outside of dance for such a long time, so I bring uh, something different. And Zohar also works a lot in video, so the uh, kind of movement sculpture 
and also I have a tr- I have training in theater. Mm-hmm. My <laughs> my undergraduate degree is in performance studies, so there's a lot of um, physical theater happening. You are a powerhouse, Mary. Well, yeah. I had no idea. Hoping <laughs> I hope <laughs> you are. I don't know. Actually, you guys are both you guys are both powerhouses. So Zohar, where Thank does you. where does this come from for you? Like, uh, yeah, this this work let's elaborate on the work that you're doing i think what what was really important uh to me to see when i initially started to work with mary was that we both came from from text from words from concepts from things that start from discussions and conversations and things that were really important for us to express but Prior to expressing that in visual arts or in movement and dance, we express it through words. Mm-hmm. We express it through discussions that were humble, that were open-minded, that were passionate and dynamic. Mm-hmm. And we sat down and we wrote down all the things that we're really interested in in, uh, in talking about and in, in engaging with uh, in terms of concepts and in terms as well of like actual words, like mm-hmm. thirst, clarity, yeah. isolation, verbing, verbing <laughs> collective, individualism, all those things, nationalism, you know, and those things really became concepts that form like full pieces of works. Right. Like we do start with language. Exactly. Yeah. So then with what, b- being having like dance and visual art and music and all that stuff, what is the landscape of your actual performance like? Very simple. Actually, Simple. like, it, I feel, yeah, I feel like we're interested in dance because mm-hmm. of the simplicity. I come also from the background that is a little complicated, you know, but I feel like I'm interested in movement. I'm in, in, interested in performance art, in, in physical theater because of the simplicity, because of the purity of the body in space. About, like, how can you express things that are really hard to express mm-hmm. without words, without verbalizing it? Mm-hmm. In 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 with the body, with movement, with engagement, mm-hmm. with other bodies, and how the body relates to the space, to the space. Mm. And also, like our new pieces, well, both our pieces are about war. I think, in a kind of general sense, and the, new, the legacy of war. And the new piece is based on discussions that Zohar and I had when he came back uh, from Israel this past summer, and I had been um, doing a lot of research on. Um, Saudi Arabia, uh, Syria, and also on the war um, between the Muslims and the Serbians and, and listening to documentaries about how Serbian women were raped by... Uh, Muslim women raped by Serbian um, uh, army, like military people, and how they... The struggle that they had with the children that were the result of that rape and how they ended up keeping the child and also their experience of that years later and what that was like and actually that has formed the beginning of our new piece Mm -hmm. that concept so you can't express something like that in an authentic way i think in language unless you're actually the person who's experienced it or you're writing a fiction but through movement that's what it means to us that's where it comes from Mm -hmm. for us but it may seem it could be something else to someone else and which is also totally valuable Mm. Yeah. War. The, the we're all at uh, we're all at war with each other and within <laughs> ourselves. That is the nature of our with human our race right now. Too, yes, right? totally within ourselves and with each other. But also, we're we're talking more about how war affects the relationships between each other and mm. within ourselves, like uh, psychological warfare and mm-hmm. inner conflicts of identities and, and national and cultural identities mm-hmm. and things like that. We don't necessarily talk about 
war, warfare. We're not like interested in discussing a political national concept. We're interested in talking about the personal effect, the outside world, mm-hmm. like the political climate in, in the outside world. You know, and just our obsession effect. as a species, right? Like we seem to not, we can't get it. Like we're not evolving to understand difference. We're still fighting, fighting our differences. Yeah, and fighting, e- and fighting each other for mm-hmm. reasons that are really not about perpetuating a strong species. If mm-hmm. I can bring it down to that level, and just like what it, what it does to the children, and how are you supposed to create a peaceful, respectful, compassionate world when? Uh, children are born in this way or they're born in refugee camps or, or people are murdered for their difference which they have no control over you know we don't control how we're born and who we're born to and where we're born what language we speak what social class we're from what color our skin is you know and it's like why aren't we getting past this <laughs> talking about children and war i recently saw children of men this is a side note okay. about the world the world where Humans are no longer fertile. They haven't had children for 18 years. Anyways, it just reminded me of that because it's violent, you know? It's like we're very violent. And when it comes to children and their development, it's like, anyways, I could get into that discussion for days, (laughs) but we're not going to go there. That's a fantastic movie. It's it a is great an incredible movie. movie. It's awesome. It's it's just the one and I, I can go into that. that, but we're not talking <laughs> that's about that. Let's <laughs> do a movie review in now. It's, it's not based on a P.D. James novel, is it? I, I believe it's based on a novel. I'm not sure. Okay. okay. No. Okay. Yeah, I don't know the anyway. details. Yeah. <laughs> What's so. interesting about performance art as well is that you discuss those issues without the big charade, without like the big kind of like language and analysis you need because your body is present and your body your the presence the natural presence of your body is enough to to speak volumes Mm -hmm. and the way you you connect with other bodies it it just it reflects and and the audience understands so much just by the way you present yourself as a body Mm -hmm. and it has all the social relations and all the political relations and you know, like we add to that with the video components as mm-hmm. well and with the text, but we try to make it simple. We try to make it really, um, like n- organic, like to, to, to have it work organically with the movement. Yeah, it's not without, a lecture. Yeah, without or like, preachy. without like, you know, imposing, mm-hmm. without right. like it becoming like this multimedia performance. No, it's, it's a part, it's like, it's like a physical theater. Um, dance performance so how do you use video what's the video component like for the new piece it's still under development um what we've been working on is um different uh video clips from uh, news reports actually that are just have seen um, basically what you see is um bodies Mm. bodies of with just crowds um moving around just you can't really just the movement we wanted to to kind of um present movements and then present like a more um personal um view of people like from like a mm-hmm. closer perspective point of view and and have that relation have that engagement in video and i think you could also again it's it's not about telling you what you're supposed to see um you could you could read conflict in the images that we're using, but it's not specifically from a conflict. Mm-hmm. It's 
it's like I don't want to necessarily say, okay, this is what the piece is about and this is what you should take from it. Exactly. In our previous piece, people, some people think it's really sexual and mm. it's really about this, this romantic relationship between myself and Zohar. And I feel like that's natural because we're a man and a woman on stage mm. being physical oh, together. Yeah, yeah. But it's not really where we're coming from at all. But it's fine if people want to take that. So yeah. the video is also... Not, we're not trying to say this is what it's about. I think it's more powerful when an audience can draw their own conclusions. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is, is there hope? Is there light? Yes. Yeah, of, of course. course. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And yeah, also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, like, we, can, we can speak Good. about issues that are, can be perceived as dark. But at the end of the day, like, we bring it with a lot of humanity, a lot of emotion, a lot of passion, a lot of sensitivity. And that by itself is a very positive experience. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go and you... You listen to a lecture and it's very cold and very detached and almost inhuman in the way it relates to you. Then even if like there's a lot of positivity at the end, what is the experience like? The experience is isolating and disengaged maybe in a lot of ways. Um, you asked us uh, about what we're actually doing right now in terms of work and residencies and yeah 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 like go back to that back i would that. forget if we wouldn't remind myself back to now. that yeah we need to know you know where we can see your next work and stuff like that too um well the actual like formal show of the new piece that is like yeah as you said it's a second part of a trilogy we're working on um is at the mai the montreal art intercultural mm. and it's yeah <laughs> we had a guest on previous uh Arcadie. Zaidi, yes. yeah, yeah, and he's pr- presenting. Um, Should definitely you know. go see that show. Yeah, actually, I really want to, and I want to do his workshop, but there's a waiting list. Anyways, back to you. <laughs> um, We're doing that's, the workshop. <laughs> that's in April. Our show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> our show is in April. Um, it's going to be on uh, April fifth and sixth. Okay. So um, at the Mai, mm-hmm. and before that, we, like we we have like the one year and a half um, residency there. It's called the mentorship program. It started in January for us, so it's going to go till June, July. Amazing. And yeah, um, really supportive. Yeah, they've been very supportive. We got um, the Calc Vivaciteras uh, grant. Grant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And um, a residency at 3 or 3 in uh, January. Um, all kinds of um, prospects for residencies and grants and performances. So, like, it's been very busy. We're actually working as well on a video dance mm. right now, nice. uh, at the end of November. Uh, for Nations Legacy of Severance. For the first yeah. part of the trilogy, yeah. yeah, that is finished. So, do you guys plan, like, how do you guys... Um represent yourself to the public as a collective as individual artists collaborating have you guys talked to them like that is there some kind of other people usually impose like a, a definition on twist which is fine yeah i think personally we we prefer to just be zor and mary zor as ramelinek and mary santamam ramson so yeah um but it depends you <laughs> but know. mary zohar but yes what is the but well but is just that uh I think for cert- for different um, for different reasons we present ourselves as a collective, but um, I think we really come to our work as individual artists, and we really have uh, even when we're doing a solo, we we're, have such different. We come from such different places physically, um, and then when we come together, I think it's more collaborative. So it's really, I think, whatever gets the job done, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. piece by piece. 
I think we come at it as individual artists, but we're probably also a collective called Thirst Clarity. Yeah. Ah, okay, that's good. Yeah. Something there, yeah. yeah. Thirst Clarity. <laughs> well, yeah. To, to be official, yes. Like, this is, like, kind of an official name for a collective when we do need to use it. Yeah, yeah. But... A personal preference, just because we're individual artists outside of you the... You want to stand uh, in your own identity as well. And yeah. yeah, and we do. So. We did work on the those two pieces out of the three together, and it's mm. out of us. You know, we are the creators. Yeah. Um, so when what, what's the plans for the third one? If you if you already have plans, I'm sure you, oh. you've already envisioned it. But how does that unroll in, oh. in time? Oh, let's. Uh, in terms of concepts and things like that and what we want, we were not talking about it because it, we have so much work on this one and the, <laughs> the, and the first one. The two, yeah. But we're interested in starting working on it probably in August or September 2013. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think like the first two are definitely about war. Yeah. I, mean, I think it, it just to simplify, and I think that could mean all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's some kind of resolution or, mm -hmm. or like you said, hope. Uh, because people do find like nations that they often come from that piece a little shaken uh, disturbed yeah mm. yeah so it would be nice to give to offer something that's a nice uh, uh mm -hmm. question to ask us mm -hmm. because it reminds us that that's also something you need in art you can't always be kind of bludgeoned with mm -hmm. darkness yeah. yeah we personally in our in our like when we work together on nations eventually we took out parts you know yeah. full parts of the piece that we felt like okay we like it but maybe it's too much it's too considering it looks like it's about like violence abuse yeah yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. It looks like it's about domestic abuse, or it just—it's just too aggressive. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Like our people ask me about the work. They're like, "So, what kind of dance is it?" I'm like, "Well, it's more like wrestling, <laughs> or like when you see those stills in the sports section of of like football." And you're that's like, wow. when you go back home to Caledonia when you need to overly simplify. <laughs> right, because they think that I'm a stripper, not like. A, oh, you dance in Montreal. Oh, what do you think about taking your clothes off on stage? <laughs> I've had people misinterpret that when I tell people I'm a dancer. I'm yeah. like, no, not dance not contact. <laughs> no, not that. Not that kind uh, of dance. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you guys are super, like, driven. You've got vision and you guys are, you've got lots and lots of lots that you're, like, you know, pulling out your sleeves and, and working together and creating this magic. So, it's been really awesome to have you guys on the, um, yeah, on the thank show. Thank you so and, much. And, yeah. it's there, is there a website, actually, oh, where yes, we can website. see information about what you guys are doing, yeah. what yeah. you guys are up to? Actually, in my personal website, I, I try to keep it updated. Mm -hmm. um, and I update it with my own uh, personal work and also with the work I do with Mary. So it's www.zoalmelinek.com. Let me spell that. So that would be <laughs> Zohar, Z-O-H-A-R, yes. Melinek, M-E-L-I-N-E-K. Exactly. Dot com. Exactly. Awesome. We so could also put up a link on the Facebook uh, so that, that we people can find it really easy. Yeah. There's some um, shorter videos of our work on Vimeo, but you can find those links through Zohar's Through the website, website, exactly. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well... Thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. And thanks. Uh, thank, uh, thank you, audience, for listening. And uh, we'll be back at you next week. Go to movementmuseum.com to listen to past episodes. iTunes to download our podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Uh, we'll get those links up for you. And uh, have a great Thursday. Bye-bye.